Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Have you received the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Did you know that this is one of the most profound experiences that Jesus left as an inheritance for all believers to receive? Did you know that Jesus was the baptizer in the Holy Spirit? Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and today I wanna to speak to you just for a moment about baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is the experience of being completely submerged in the supernatural. Did you know, beloved saints, that the Bible teaches us that it is Jesus who is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit? Man cannot baptize you in the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said, there is another coming after me whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy to unloose. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want you to understand, beloved saints, what that essence is when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see visions and your young men shall dream dreams. Now watch this part of the verse. Verse 18 of Acts chapter 2. And also in those days, will I pour out of my spirit upon my handmaidens and my servants, and they shall prophesy. I want you to know that last line of verse 18 of Acts chapter 2 was not in the original verse that, jo that, that Peter is uh, quoting on the day of Pentecost from the book of Joel. I want you to see Joel never had on that particular portion that Peter was quoting, and they shall prophesy. This is something Peter put in on the day of Pentecost so that we would understand the very essence of baptism in the spirit is to be submerged in the supernatural and to have the prophetic spirit of God to be submerged in the spirit of prophecy. Now, you may say that sounds a little strange, Dr. Corral. Let me give you scriptural background and also historical background to substantiate what I just said, because I believe every person watching this telecast today that is baptized in the spirit is baptized into the anointing of prophecy. Did you know that it is possible to prophesy without saying, thus saith the Lord? Let me explain it. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, the last line says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The question arises, why is John referring to the testimony of Jesus as the spirit of prophecy? Because, beloved, in the first century where John lived, in the synagogues where John attended, where all the disciples of Jesus attended every Shabbat 
every Sabbath and where Jesus attended. That in the Aramaic language, when the Hebrew scriptures were interpreted in the Aramaic language in every synagogue service, in the Aramaic version of the Old Testament scriptures, the Holy Spirit is always referred to as the spirit of prophecy. Let me give you some examples so that you will know that the spirit of God, when he comes upon you, is going to submerge you in the supernatural. This means that prophetic anointing is going to cause you to dream dreams. It's going to cause you to interpret dreams. It's going to cause you deep down in your spirit to be led by the Spirit of God. It is going to open up the realm of hearing God's voice, which is also an attribute of prophecy. It will also release to you spiritual and scriptural understanding of what the entire realm of the Spirit is like. Let me give you just a few quotations from the Hebrew Scriptures translated into the Aramaic versions that the Disciples of Jesus heard every Shabbat and that heard every time they went to the synagogue when the Hebrew scriptures were translated into Aramaic. And I want you to know they were translated into Aramaic because this was the language of the people of the first century. Let me explain it. Genesis chapter 41 in verse 38, when Pharaoh looks upon Joseph and he's astounded at his wisdom. He says, can we find such a man in whom the spirit of God is? This is Genesis 41, verse 38. The Aramaic Targum on this says, can we find such a one in whom the spirit of prophecy is? Let's go to another one. We see in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, we read, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. We take that phrase from the Aramaic Targum and we look at it carefully. It says, the spirit of prophecy from before the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. Let me give you another one. The Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 11, verse 25, the Bible tells us that the Lord took of the spirit that was upon Moses and he gave it to the 70 elders and they prophesied and did not cease. We see this in the Aramaic Targum being translated in those very portions of scripture. The spirit of prophecy from before the Lord. God enlarged the spirit of prophecy upon Moses and it came down upon the 70 elders and they prophesied and did not cease. We can go through verse after verse throughout the Hebrew scriptures, looking at the Aramaic version of the Hebrew scriptures translated in the Aramaic Targums and we will see that the spirit of God is reckoned and rendered as the spirit of prophecy. This is why John used that terminology in the book of Revelation in the 19th chapter and in the 10th verse. 
Today, beloved, I want you to join us for our teaching. And when we come back, I am going to pray for the spirit, the anointing, the baptism of the spirit to come upon you. Because you see, when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are submerged in the supernatural, but also baptized into the spirit of prophecy from before the Lord. Let's go now into the service live in your Belinda, and then I will be back to pray for you. By them when we are ministering. First of all, let's go to Exodus chapter 31. And in Exodus 31, we are going to see the spirit of God rendered as the spirit of prophecy. I'll just give you this example very quickly. Exodus chapter 31 and we will be looking at, beloved people, verses 1 and 2. And when you have it, say amen. So here we are looking at Exodus chapter 31. And let us see. The Bible says, see, I have called by name. I have called by name. Bethsaleel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Say this with me. I've filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Now, if we take that portion of the Torah and we go to Onkelos, who was a translator and who actually wrote one of the Targums on the entire Torah. He wrote all the Targums on the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. We will see the Spirit of God rendered as the Spirit of prophecy. Watch this. See, I have called by name Bethsaleel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, the of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of prophecy in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship, and in all cunning works. Now, why is that so important? That is so important because here we see, we do not see Bethsaleel saying, thus saith the Lord. We do not see Bethsaleel prophesying. Yet, in the Aramaic Targums, the rabbis want us to see that the Spirit of God is rendered as the Spirit of prophecy. So what do we learn from this? We learn attributes of prophecy are wisdom, understanding, and knowledge so that when the believer is endued with the Spirit of God, the believer is also endued with the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, and the Spirit of knowledge. Hello, somebody, can I get a witness somewhere? Where do we see this? We see this in the messianic use of Isaiah 11. Let's go to Isaiah 11, and we will see that this concept of the spirit of prophecy as a euphemism for the spirit of God in the Aramaic Targums throughout the entire Bible, no matter what translator uses it, whether it is onclos or whether it is uh, Jonathan Ben Uzi, whoever it is, they are going to render the Spirit of God as the Spirit of prophecy. Here we see in Isaiah 42, 
looking at uh, verse 2 and also in Isaiah 11. Let me go to Isaiah 11 first. We're going to go to Isaiah 11, and it says uh, in verse 1, There shall come forth the rod of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow forth from his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. Now, in the Aramaic Targum, it reads, and there shall dwell upon him, in verse 2, and there shall dwell upon him the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, and the spirit of the knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Do you see a consistency? Do you see a comparison in the context? So here we are seeing Batsalel filled with the spirit of God, and as it is rendered in the Aramaic Targum, being filled with the spirit of God is being filled with the spirit of prophecy. Then we also see that the Targum there also renders the fact that there are attributes to prophecy and that prophecy is not limited to thus saith the Lord. That when someone is operating in wisdom, when someone is operating in the spirit of understanding, and when someone is operating in knowledge, that individual is operating in the spirit of God rendered as the spirit of prophecy. So we see that prophecy is not limited to thus saith the Lord. So it means that Bezalel, though he never said thus saith the Lord, was considered a prophet. A prophet because he understood. A prophet because he moved in supernatural wisdom. And a prophet because he had divine understanding of the things of the Spirit. Raise your hand and say, I want understanding of the things of the Spirit. Say this with me. I want wisdom and the ability to operate in the wisdom of God with things that I cannot understand in the natural. Hallelujah. Somebody should praise God. Now, beloved saints, I want to take this concept and I want us to go over to 1 Corinthians 12. Now, I want you to see, I did, we did a very brief survey because of time tonight. But I will give you just very briefly, as you are going to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, very briefly we see that when Joseph stood before Pharaoh, Pharaoh said, can we find such an one in, in Genesis chapter 41, verse 38? Can we find such an one in whom the Spirit of God is? Rendered euphemistically in the Aramaic Targum, can we find such a one in whom is the Spirit of prophecy? So now again we see that prophecy is wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and also the ability to interpret dreams, the ability to be able to have the wisdom to know what to do with the dream that has been given. Are you seeing this? If you are, say amen. Can you imagine having a dream like Pharaoh's dream and not having a person with the ability to interpret it? This is why Pharaoh said, there is none that is wise, as wise and discreet as thou art. 
You see, beloved people, Pharaoh recognized that the knowledge that was in Joseph was not human. He understood that it came from a source that was supernatural. And you and I must understand that in these days that we're living in, these are days we are going to need the move of the Spirit of God and the spirit of prophecy operating in the lives of each and every one of us. Now, you may say, Dr. Corral, I'm a little confused. Well, I want you, before we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to bring to your attention the sermon that Peter brought on the day of Pentecost. Notice when they all spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave him them utterance. Notice that Peter did not preach on the day of Pentecost about speaking in tongues though they spoke in tongues. What did Peter preach on on the day of Pentecost? He said, these men are not drunk with wine, as you suppose, because it's just the third hour of day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass, saith God, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, now what? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So now we understand what this means in the context of the first century euphemistic uh, association with the spirit of God and the spirit of prophecy. Because now on the day of Pentecost, he says, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men are going to uh, see visions, and your young men are going to dream dreams. And Peter adds in verse 18 to Acts chapter 2, a line of scripture that is not in Joel. He ends verse 18 with, and they shall prophesy. So that we understand the emphasis of being filled with the Spirit of God is being filled with the Spirit of prophecy in wisdom, understanding, and in knowledge, and in, hallelujah, and in that wisdom, understanding, and knowledge comes the attributes of dreams, visions, interpretation of dreams. Let's go a little further and let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Concerning spiritual gifts, I would not have you study it as if you're studying a textbook. I would not have you ignorant to the things of the spirit. I would not have you ignorant to the spiritual realm. I would not have you ignorant to the way that things move and the way the spirit of God operates. I would not have you ignorant. Verse four, verse four, he says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. 
And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God who worketh all and in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now watch this. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another, watch this, gifts, plural, of healing by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Now, I'm going to show you for a moment that without the spirit of prophecy, all of these gifts, please understand, you, when you begin to move in these gifts, the spirit of prophecy will also be, will also be given to you if you know how to ask the Lord for you to yield to the spirit of God who is in you to allow him to utilize it in you. Let me give you an example. For example, healing. We're going to go to John chapter 5. And let us look at John chapter 5. We're going to John's gospel to the man at the pool of Bethesda. And I want us to see. The Bible says in John chapter 5, in verse 5, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been in that condition a long time. Notice, Jesus, before he heals that man, is going, is using the word of knowledge, the spirit of prophecy must be active for that miracle to take place in the potency and power by which God wants it. You see, healing, it's great to have a healing line and lay hands on everybody. That's wonderful and people fall out under the power. That's glorious. But how about using the methods that Jesus used and we are seeing that before Jesus applied the power of God, before Jesus began to minister to him, the text goes out of its way to tell us Jesus knew he had been in that condition a long time. God wants to give you the word of knowledge over the people you're ministering to. He wants you to know how long they've been in that condition. He wants you to know the origin of that sickness. So he's now using, notice that's the spirit of prophecy, as a function of healing. Are you seeing it? It says he knew that he had been in that condition a long time. So we see the spirit of prophecy being utilized in the ministry of Jesus before he administered the healing to that man. Notice word of wisdom is also being used. Spirit of prophecy in wisdom, knowing this man had an issue with everybody taking care of him and him not 
taking responsibility for himself. And this was also part of his healing. So Jesus asks him the question, will you be made whole? Do you really want to be healed? He didn't just zap him. But the spirit of prophecy was also operating in wisdom. The spirit of prophecy was also operating in the word of knowledge. The spirit of prophecy was operating so that when the ministry of healing came forth and deliverance came forth, there was such power and such exquisite anointing. You see, God wants the people of God to come into a place of excellence. Say this with me, skill and understanding in the things of God. Uh, we, I want to show you one more example before we pray for you. Notice going back to the gifts of the Spirit. Let's look at them. Going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to see it. Notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you will see gifts, plural, of healing. Did you see that? Gifts, going back to verse, the verses 8 through 10. Uh, gifts of, right there, uh, verse 10. Gifts of healing. Uh, verse 9, last line. Gifts of healing by the same spirit. Now, I want you to see that in the gifts of the spirit, there is no such gift you do not see. The gift of deliverance although deliverance is going to take place. There's no such thing as the gift of casting out spirits. It's a sign. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. But what category does the Bible put the, the deliverance of evil spirits? In this category... Of the gifts of the Spirit, we have the gifts of the Spirit really actually categorized. We have gifts of prophecy. The gifts of prophecy would be tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. The gifts of perception would be word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. And the gifts of power would be faith, healing, and miracles. We have three, perception gifts, power gifts, and prophetic gifts. But all the gifts need the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of God operating as the spirit of prophecy. So we ask the question, where does deliverance come in? And we will see, if we go to Luke chapter 8, verse 2, we are going to see that actually Expulsion of evil spirits, exorcism of evil spirits, deliverance of evil spirits is under the classification of healing, the gifts of healing. If we look, Luke chapter 8 verse 2 says, and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Uh, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. And in Matthew chapter 17, looking at verse 18, 
in Matthew chapter 17, when the disciples could not cast the devil out of the young man that was possessed and threw himself into the fire and threw himself into the water. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 17, verse 18, if we look at the scripture, uh, let's just go to it really quickly. The Bible says, and Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. Now watch what the Bible narrates. It says, and the child was cured from that hour forward. Notice it doesn't say he was delivered. It says he was cured. So here we have healed of evil spirits, cured. And again, if we look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So the category would be healing. The question is, we must understand this form of healing, many different attributes of healing. Healing is not just healing a foot. And we must understand the reason it's under healing is because there is much repairing in the soul. There is much repairing in the heart when an evil spirit comes out of someone. But you see, that particular manifestation of the spirit also requires the spirit of prophecy. When they could not cast out the devil, they asked Jesus, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said, first of all, in Matthew's gospel, he says, because of your unbelief. But he also says in verse 21, how be it? This kind cometh not forth, but through prayer and fasting. Why is that so spiritually significant? And what does that have to do with the spirit of prophecy? It has everything to do with the spirit of prophecy because Jesus said this kind. I want you to understand this is the word genos in Greek, which means species. So this mean, it, it means that if Jesus taught this to his disciples, this kind cometh not forth but by prayer and fasting, this means that he wanted his disciples to have the knowledge to understand that when they cast a spirit out, that they know what kind they are dealing with. And how will you get that? Not by the way someone looks. How many mistakes tragedies have been made by the way somebody looks that we did it in the flesh because somebody looked a certain way and so we just cast out the spirit according to the eyes the seeing of our eyes and the hearing of our ears rather than through the spirit of prophecy the lord wants to show you where the origin came from the Lord wants to show you the kind of spirit you're dealing with. This is why at another time. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been our greatest privilege that you have allowed us the blessing of coming into your home and sharing the word of God with you. It is our prayer that as you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that you also receive the gift 
that he left as an inheritance to the entire church. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm coming again unto you. The Bible tells us when he introduces the Holy Spirit, he introduces him as a person. And he says he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever things he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. John chapter 14, excuse me, John chapter 16, verse 13. Beloved saints, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is available for you today to receive that power, to receive that anointing. And today you can be submerged in the supernatural, filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But first, we must become born again. The Holy Spirit must enter a clean vessel. And the way we become clean and free from sin is to receive Jesus in our heart as our personal Savior. You don't need to carry the burden of sin around. You don't need to condemn yourself or make yourself better or clean yourself up to come to God. Oh, beloved, right now, your heavenly Father, he wants to give you the grace to receive his power, to receive his anointing, to receive Jesus as your best friend and as the one who is going to cleanse you from sin, savior of your soul. Receive him now, and you can do that by saying this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me clean from sin. I acknowledge I am a lost sinner, and without you, I'm nothing. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. Give me the power of God. Let your precious blood transform me and make me a new creature in Christ Jesus. I receive you now. I receive the grace to become a new creation in Christ. If you have prayed that prayer, you have become born again. And now for everyone who has become born again, but you have not yet received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Raise those hands right now and just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I want you to baptize me right now. I want to be submerged in the supernatural. I want the spirit of prophecy to dwell upon me. That means I want to dream dreams. I want to see visions. I want to hear God's voice. I want to be led by the Spirit, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they shall be called the sons of God. Receive now the baptism in the Holy Spirit on your life. Father, I pray right now, every person viewing, no matter where they are viewing around the world, Norway, Sweden, England, South Africa, wherever they are viewing right now, the United States, anywhere in the UK, Ireland. Father, I pray the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon your people and that you would baptize us, Lord God, in Africa. Lord, as we raise our hands and receive that anointing of the Holy Spirit, give us power over sin. God is showing me a vision of someone who's being delivered of evil spirits right now. God is showing me that through the word on this program, the Bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them and delivered them from all 
all their destructions. God is also showing me someone in the land, in the continent of Africa is being delivered right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive it now in Jesus' mighty name as the power of the Holy Spirit comes over your life. Receive the revelation of God's word coming to you and receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Receive it now. Someone else is being delivered of the inability to fall asleep at night, heavy anxiety that is all over you. I want you to understand this very moment the Holy Spirit is touching you with peace, with shalom, with the anointing, and you are going to have rest. There's someone else that you are in uh, the Middle East and that God right now is transforming you through the word, just through the peace of God, through the shalom that you are feeling this very moment and the anxiety is leaving. You are going to go forward in your job with total peace and all of the stress and anxiety that you've been under is gone in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today, beloved. We count it such a privilege that you have joined us today on the Prophetic Word Telecast. To know more about our ministry, you can go to our website. Or for those of you that want to hear teaching on a regular basis, you can go to mydayofdestiny.com and hear all of our podcasts from Southern California where we launch our podcasts, but that are viewed, that are listened to across the United States on several social media platforms. Also, we invite you to our Facebook um, at Dr. Michelle Corral. And you can also join us on Instagram. We love you. God bless you. And for those of you that want to help the poorest of the poor around the world and bring the gospel, our announcer will tell you how you can become a Hesed member of sharing God's love around the world with orphans and with those who have not enough to eat. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.